0: Hey, this is Ryan McDermott and you are now listening to the Farnaseva podcast. Enjoy. woke up all late this morning, but I think I'll be okay. I'll be so uh it's good to finally have you on the podcast. i've Been trying to get this going for a while now. Um to start off, let's just get a little little background yourself where you're from and stuff and and where you're at now and kind of how you got to where you are today.
1: Thanks for having me on first of all Uh, I grew up in Norwell Massachusetts I went to public school uh, my whole life in Norwell met a lot of my my great friends my best friends from those schools I ended up leaving middle school my sixth grade year to attend St. Sebastian's which was a prep school up the road, in Anita, Massachusetts, about a 45, uh, 15 minute drive in the morning with all the traffic. And um, I really enjoyed my experience there. I was there for four years. And then I left St. Sebastian's, um, actually moved out to Michigan and played for the U.S. National Program, which was a, um, a very big honor for me. And it was a big deal for my family. And I just, as a young kid moving away at such a young age, it was definitely um, intimidating at first. It was definitely scary, but it was something that made me a better hockey player and a better person. And from the U.S. program, I uh, went back home and now I'm at- attending Boston University and I'm a sophomore here in my second year and I absolutely love it. So that's kind of been my journey so far.
0: Yep. And uh, drafted in the NHL recently too, of, of note, not to, not to put that in there, but uh, I guess where we should start off is when you were a kid, was there a moment that you would say that you really identified and just figured out exactly what you wanted to do with, with hockey or just anything along those lines. Was there like a point where you really noticed that you were kind of starting your journey and, and you knew that you were going and all in
1: on this and went from there? You no, know, there really, there really was, I think, you know, growing up as a kid, you play any sport really to have fun and you want to make friends and, you want to go through the sports, making memories and learning lessons that'll last your lifetime. And that's kind of how I approached it with hockey. I just wanted to have fun at first. And it really was my sense of getting away from the stress about school and other things was going to the rink and really being in the locker room with my teammates and just enjoying my time spending with them. And I, I really kind of learned this, I think, my first year when I moved out to Michigan um, for the U.S. program, obviously, it was a, a huge honor to make that team and so many great players have gone through that program and to have long successful careers playing hockey out of that program but I really kind of realized that hockey was for me and stuff was that first year when I moved away from my family and you know it was one of the hardest years of my life where I had had to kind of learn and adjust on my own in a little little bit where I didn't have my mom to come home and make me dinner or, um, or like tell me to clean my room and stuff I was kind of all on my own so um, you know, that being said, I realized that hockey was my kind of escape. And whenever I was out there and uh, I felt, you know, maybe homesick a little bit, I was missing my friends. It was going to the rink and playing hockey, which with which is what kept my mind off of it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, that's just wor- what works for me. And, um, you know, luckily I've been working really hard at it and hopefully I can keep playing hockey for a long time. Yep.
0: Yeah. So uh, you noticed, you said how Going out to Michigan and stuff, you really identified that hockey was something that you wanted to do um, with your life. And you also noted how you learned a lot. What are some of the things that you learned in terms of, you know, hockey, obviously, but mindset and kind of just your your overall outlook on life because that's such a that's such a big event to experience as such a young kid. I'm sure it had. A pretty big impact on just you as a person and mindset and all that if you want
1: to go into that a bit sure i can yeah the biggest thing i learned i would say my first year would be time management i really never had that little time that little free time in my life leading up to it um you know we would wake up at six and go to go straight to school um school started at seven and then we only went to school for a few hours from seven to eleven and uh got around lunchtime but we were at the rink until 6.30, 7 o'clock most days. And then you get home and you're really tired from working out and skating. And then you got to do homework and things like that. Uh, and it really kind of taught me to set my pri- priorities straight. And, um, you know, I didn't really have a lot of free time to, you know, play Xbox and stuff. And I really had to find out what was important to me and, you know, what made me a better, the best version of myself. Um, and that was doing little habits and things like that. Um, so I would say definitely that's, That's one thing I learned a lot when I was out there is, you know, kind of valuing, um, you know, the important things, not spending a lot of free time doing things to just kill time, um, you know, rather than, you know, using the time you have to make yourself better. Yeah, that's
0: great. I think for many people, they don't even realize that their whole lives and just being around you and stuff. I, I, I definitely noticed that change. I noticed I think high school is a, is a huge time for for teenagers and just a moment in human development. And I think that during those years, so many kids, I remember just specifically, like you, I also went to SEBS and, and left the people that I grew up with for years. And I remember just, you know, going back years later and kind of just seeing the, the different paths that people take. I think that high school is a really formative experience for people. And one of the things that I noticed about you is, you know, most kids, a lot of, I went to private school as well. And a lot of the people around me were highly competitive with sports and stuff. But with you, I noticed that not only were you highly competitive and, and driven and working hard, but literally every single aspect I remember revolved around hockey and Now, what I've been able to realize from that is that hockey really is your purpose in life. And through just reflection and reading and just investigating some of the highest achievers in the world, all of them have this common similarity of purpose. And I think that it was really cool for me to see how literally every single aspect of your life, even in the summer when it was outside of hockey season, everything revolved around hockey, whether it was sleeping, eating the days that you would like be able to hang out with friends, every single thing for you revolved around hockey. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things that definitely separated
1: you from, from the herd. Would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. And I would say, I kind of learned that, um, you know, listening to guest speakers, um, you know, throughout my time at Sebs, like you said, and um, really at the NTP where, um, you know, a big thing that I got out of, hearing very successful people talk is you know you either go all in or you don't go in at all and you can't really put one foot in and we'll have one foot out and expect to be successful and that doesn't have to be with sports it doesn't have to be with school it can be really anything in life and I recently just watched a video and it was an interview with uh, Jeff Bezos I believe and um, they wanted to go out uh, to dinner with him and um, you know and see and just ha- and sit down and see what he's like because not many people get to see what he's like outside of um you know the camera and, and things like that and he was asking the the people um serving him like you know what was like the best value meal and um you know what what they had for cheap for drinks and things like that i think that the consistency and um and that sh- that he showed of just trying to save money and stuff that's just, that's his mindset. You know, he's not just doing that for the camera. Like that's how he operates. And that's why he's so successful is because he keeps that consistency and everything he does in his daily life is always centered around how can, you know, I can, how can I be a better person? How can I make more money? Because in his spot, that's his job. And he really does that. And he puts, you know, a hundred percent in all the time. And that's kind of a lesson I've took is, you know, if it's not helping you, there's going to be someone else out there that is going to do it and um you know really just having that drive with anything it i don't want to talk too much in the hockey sense of it because it can really be put into any aspect in your life and you know if if you're not going to do it then someone else is
0: yeah i think that's a great point um the idea of if you're not going all in then you might as well not going at all and i think uh a lot of people growing up there's this idea of being like well-rounded I'm curious to see on your ideas of being well-rounded because I feel like, you know, looking back on kind of my life in a way, I would almost say that being well-rounded in a sense is detrimental because the people who are achieving, the businesses that achieve the most, the people that achieve the most, they they all have this specific niche that they center all their attention on. And it's like for a business, like a business can't be focused on, three different things. They're focused on their one goal and achieving that. And their whole business is built around that one idea. So for you, what are your thoughts on, on the idea of being well-rounded and is that realistic and how can that be utilized if so?
1: That's right. Yeah. You, you touched on it with the business part of it and how businesses have that one goal and they attack it and they really go all in, Um, you know, examples that come to mind for me is, is Chick-fil-A. Um, thinking about it when you know when you think about chick-fil-a and they're obviously a very successful company they're not even open on sundays so they're already cutting one seventh of their of the time that normal restaurants are open and they're making more money and you say you know why is that and chick-fil-a prides themselves in having extremely good customer service and you see it for firsthand when you go um and and, you know how how kind and polite the servers are and obviously there's going to be instances where that's not the case, but that's like an, that's going to be in any business um, as large as they are, but you know, they, they pride themselves in having fantastic customer service and great food and they deliver every single time. And, you know, that's what they focus on. And I think in life um, you know, if you really focus on one thing and just attack in every aspect of your life, then you're going to be successful. And it's the little things too. I'm reading a book right now. that's called the slight edge by Jeff Olson and he talks about the difference between being extremely successful and some that's not successful. And he opens the book talking about how he was once a beach bum where he didn't have any money and he was pretty much homeless living on the beach. And then he became a, a billionaire and made lots of money in, in um, a few very successful businesses. And he said, you know, I didn't change anything major. I was, I'm still the same person. Um, you know, I still listen to the same music. What I did change was my daily habits and the big thing that stuck with me that he said was these habits were so easy to do, but they were they were easier not to do. And that's kind of something that stuck with me. And, um, you know, being well-rounded is, you know, you kind of think of a well-rounded person, right? You think, you know, they have good morals. They treat other people nicely, you know, they make their bed and stuff. And yeah, it's easy to see that on the outside. But when you think of a well-rounded individual is, you know, do they do that every single day? And are they consistent with it? And what comes to mind to me is my old headmaster, Mr. Burke. Um, You know, I, I never really ever heard anything bad about that guy. He's one of the more well-rounded individuals I would say I'd ever, I've ever met in my life. And just a few months ago, I saw him at the school and, you know, I was sitting in a crowd as a large, a large guest speaker um, service. And he was in the crowd and I looked over and I saw him writing down notes with a pen and pencil. And I thought to myself, you know, when I was in seventh grade at St. Sebastian's, I saw him doing that same thing. And, you know, to me, that really just sums up the real core of, you know, your daily habits, um, you know, shape you into the person you are. And when you have great daily habits and, you know, great daily morals, then you're going to become a very well-rounded person.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I also think on the idea of habits is, you know, when you're going through a hard time when you're in a slump or when, when you're just not getting bounces that are going that way, going your way. One of the things that you can always rely on is just your habits. And, you know, that's one of the things that for me, I know has helped, helped me work through the difficult times, just something that you can rely on. It's just your go-to, it's your backbone and it kind of keeps, keeps you in terms with your identity. But I guess, I guess one thing I, I could ask you about is, you mentioned Mr. Burke and how he has his consistent habits and you have your consistent habits and all these successful people have their consistent habits. How are, how are your habits built? Are they in alignment? I'm, I'm sure everything for you is in alignment with, you know, your purpose of hockey and, you know, for some people, especially younger people, I feel they tend to switch their habits or switch their daily things based on what's going on in their life and, you know, who's around them. And they kind of, they're kind of trying to fit into this threshold of what's going to have them most liked and what's going to be most efficient in a certain situation. What are your thoughts on always keeping the same habits and being, you know, well-rounded in terms of being a good person, being fit? being mindful but also being not well-rounded in the sense that you don't divert from your ultimate purpose and your focus is what everything in your life is built around and you're not you're not so I guess what I'm trying to say here is for Tom Brady his focus is being a football player he's not going to be doing things that would make him be good as a as a baseball player so in a sense he's not well-rounded if that makes sense but he is you know, doing all the little things that are in accordance with his
1: purpose. It does make sense. Yeah. And, and kind of what my, my viewpoint of that is, um, you know, if once you find your purpose and, you know, find what you want to do, you'll do things that make sense in that, in that, in a way that everything that you do is going to benefit it. So, you know, take, for example, like you said, Tom Brady, um, you know, some nights you may see him and, Um, You know, I know he has his TV show and things like that, where you can see behind the scenes and you'll see him drinking red wine or things like that. And you say, you know, why is he, why is he doing that? Like he's an athlete. He shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, I can kind of put my, myself in his shoes and, and from his perspective, I guarantee he's thinking, you know, I have to balance my mental health with my physical health and taking some time to relax and really unplug from whatever's going on and stuff. And, you know, having a glass of red wine and, you know, a week isn't going to kill you. And, you know, that, that could be something that he enjoys. And that's going to be beneficial to him because he believes that that's making him a better person and a better, better football player, um, you know, by relieving stress and things like that. So um, I really think that finding what, what helps you become a better person and using those things, whether it be, you know, doing extra schoolwork. So, you know, you're not stressed for a game on the weekend or, Know, if you have a business meeting getting your stuff done beforehand so you're not stressed going into it um, you know things like that just to help you um, you know what whether others might may not see it or not as long as you do that's really what matters
0: yeah I love how you said that even drinking a glass of red wine for Brady is in accordance with making him a better football player everything that he does is in accordance with making him a better football player and another thing that you said that I thought was important was he doesn't care what other people think he's, he's doing what's in alignment with his purpose. And I guess that's a good way to segue into how are you able to deal with people who criticize you and who, you know, they don't see your vision and they're trying to put you down. And, you know, how do you really deal with that? What are your methods and strategies for going about criticism?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing I learned was was really to you know lean on people that have been in my position and really trust myself and what I've heard because and what I've read and I would probably say it's probably hit me the hardest I would say my my ninth grade year my 10th grade year I would say when I moved to Michigan and I really knew that I wanted to focus on hockey and you know all my friends from back home they they would go out a lot and um you know, sometimes wouldn't understand, you know, why I would, I would stay a night in and things like that. And obviously that's understood, you know, you're in high school and things like that. And, you know, the big thing for me was, you know, I wasn't going to be mad at them or, you know, be, you know, aggravated that they, they were annoyed at me. I was just accepting that they didn't know my vision yet and they didn't know my purpose, but as long as I knew it, then that was all right. So, you know, I've kind of gotten used to, you know, the hockey side obviously the sports side you take pride in taking care of your body and making sure you're well rested and putting you know the right food and drinks into you and I've kind of got used to it at this point you know missing out on you know other college and high school things like parties and things like that where you know I really have to make a decision um, you know am I going to put my hockey career first or you know am I going to put it in jeopardy where you know I could get trouble in trouble this night or Um, have a few drinks and you know not be as sharp for practice tomorrow so you know for me it was kind of just trusting myself and um, you know kind of accepting that not everyone's going to see your vision and not everyone's going to agree with what you're doing but you know the biggest thing is is you just got to believe in yourself and you know at the end of the day you're going to have those few close friends that that do know it and you're going to have those close few people that are are in the same track as you and have the same mindset as you that you can really help to lean back on and, um, and, you know, know that they'll be there to help you when you need them.
0: That's great. Um, You mentioned how you had a few close friends, like along you with the journey. What have you given your journey and all that you've gone through these past few years? What have you been able to learn about relationships and just kind of, you know, do you value different people for different things? Or like how many, you know, how do certain people impact your life? And You know, there's this, there's this saying that goes, people come for reasons, seasons or lifetimes. And, you know, I, I just like to hear on, I remember Mr. Burke saying, I'm sure you remember this is he'd always say the essence of life is in relationships. If you would just like to speak on that a little bit and just kind of elaborate to how relationships have had an impact on your life and your journey and you know, what they, how they've helped you or haven't helped you achieve your goals.
1: Yeah, I cannot agree more. First off with that statement that Mr. Burke said, and, you know, as soon as I heard that, I didn't really know the true meaning of it until really, like I said, I moved to Michigan. I learned so many things moving to, moving to Michigan. And that was definitely one of them was, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of my friends and, um, from back home and, you know, really the, the friends that, you know, stuck with me and were always keeping in contact with me are the same ones that I'm talking to, um, you know, still to this day. And, you know, the biggest thing I've learned is you don't need a lot of them, but you just need a quality, quality of them. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that I kind of realized was the difference was really in the bad times where, you know, it's obviously not someone's fault if you're going through, um, you know, a hard time where, you could be like lonely or going through some personal stuff and obviously when you know you're succeeding and happy and stuff people are going to reach out and congratulate you but what i found like you know the people that are the tightest knit and um you know the the better friends that i have are the ones that are there when you're not doing well and i think in life everyone's going to go through rough patches it's it's part of life it's unavoidable and i think having a great support system is an amazing way to Um, you know, really fight that off and um, to really get out of it. And, you know, for me, moving to Michigan was one of the best times of my life. It was also one of the hardest times of my life. And I think it grew me so much as a person and it it really allowed me to realize, you know, how good I have it with my friends and, you know, how close we are. I'm so blessed to have so many, you know, great friends that are really close and, um, you know, that helped me through those tough times of, you know, not seeing them for a few months and not being, home with my family and things like that.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like for me, too, the last year with, you know, once you're separated from everything and, you know, you, you're away from distraction, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you were going out in Michigan and stuff, but you also had a considerable t- amount of time where you were just alone and, you know, there wasn't anyone to talk to. And I think those can be some of the most formative moments in a person's life. And you also spoke on hardship and difficulty and how they were also the best moments of your life. If you would just like to talk about how adversity and challenge and really what you learned from them
1: and the impact that they've had upon your life. I think for my life and for anyone's life, I think that failure and and losing and having hard times is what makes you incredible. And what comes to mind is a quote from Michael Jordan um off the top of my head and he said something along the lines of you know I'm more successful than everyone because I failed more than everyone and I don't necessarily think in his mindset that he he thinks oh yeah man I failed this stinks he's seeing the failure as as an opportunity to grow and an opportunity to learn and I think that's such a valuable key and a valuable tool that people can use in their life and um you know for me as a hockey player you know from the outside you, you know, you may think someone in my shoes is just, you know, always successful. Like, you know, went to the U.S. program, got drafted, is playing at Boston University, a great hockey school. But, you know, few people really see that the failures you go through, whether it be on a daily basis, a weekly basis, monthly basis. And, you know, I think failing is, is something that you could absolutely use to your advantage. And the best and most successful people are the ones that use failure and use it to motivate them and you use it to learn and become better from it. And, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned these last few years is that failing and losing is, um, is such a valuable tool. And, um, you know, I honestly feel like that I learn a lot more sometimes from losing and not playing well or going through tough times than I do when the ball's rolling and things are going the right way.
0: Yeah, that's great. And uh, I guess going off of that, people one of the things you were saying is like yeah like earlier too is people are there when when things are going good but like those dark times and like you're by yourself and and things aren't going good adversity you know those are those are the most formative times and they teach you a ton but also that's when like you grow like when you make it to the biggest stage people don't see the behind the scenes all the hard work that it takes and just like the daily grind of, you know, the habits like you were talking about earlier and dealing with failure. But to me, those are the most important parts of life. And they teach they teach you the most about yourself. What would you say is the number one thing that you've learned about
1: yourself as a person through challenge? Yeah, I would, what comes to mind thinking about that is, um, Not necessarily the performance aspect of it um, for me, but, you know, was throughout the season, your body as a hockey player is going to feel beat down and in life, you're going to go through times like that too, where you could be going through finals, you could be going through, you know, maybe losing a loved one, a breakup, anything, and you're going to get to a point where you feel like breaking. And for me, I, I feel like going through those breaking points, you know, like I said, whether it be through hockey or other things that have happened to me. Um, I feel like, you know, those kind of consistent break-in points where they keep on coming, it, you know, really only makes you stronger. And, you know, for me, I feel like I've been, I've had so many very tough days, um, you know, in my life that, you know, I may think, you know, this really stinks, you know, why is this happening for me? And I've kind of shifted my mindset into and, and thinking, you know, what is this doing for me? And, um, you know, one quote that comes to mind is, Um, from a book I was reading, it says, it is your reaction to adversity, not the adversity itself that determines how your life story will develop. And it's, and really, I think this really just stems from the mindset that you have and the approach that you have, because, you know, if you're going to let adversity and and challenges and things like that eat you up and kind of just kick your ass, then it will. And if you, if you like, vice versa, if you have the mindset that, you know, what's this going to teach me? And how's this going to make me a better person? And how's this going to get me closer to my purpose Is your mindset, then it will.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. Just the whole idea of whatever happens to you is essentially an opportunity. You know, it can be great. It can be bad, but everything is something that you can learn from. Um, you know, Michael Jordan talks about his failures. Wayne Gretzky says you miss hundred percent of the shots that you never take everything is no matter who you are, you can be the greatest person on earth at whatever it is, you're going to fail at some point along the journey. And a lot of the reason that people end up succeeding is because they fail and they fail and they fail, but they're always going to get back up and they're always going to keep pushing forward and they're not going to get fixated on, on the failure. And they're just going to view it as an opportunity. So I think that's something that's great and something that, You know, if people can come to understand that and utilize that to their advantage, it's going to have the craziest impact upon their lives. And I guess another mindset thing that kind of goes hand in hand with this is I was reading today the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he was talking about how bad luck doesn't actually exist. You create bad luck. So pretty much what he was alluding to is the idea that If you're constantly thinking positively, then positive things are going to manifest themselves in your life. But if you're always thinking, oh, like I can't get it, I can't get a bounce. Like I'm going to mess this up. Like this will never happen for me. Then it's not. And those bad things that uh, you're always thinking about, they're going to end up happening. And like I've, for me, I've noticed this firsthand with a few of my friends, you know, not to get too specific, but You know, they were always afraid of this one thing happening and it got them to the point where it, they end it almost seemed like they ended up psyching themselves out into the the bad event that they were thinking about happening. And it's just kind of crazy to see that. I know, I know for, for me, I've had some times where I've just started to believe that positive things are going to happen and they end up do happening. Have, has this ever happened in your life? And just would you like to, to speak about maybe in the sports realm or just in your, in your realm in general of living of how positive thinking has affected your life and just the things that have happened to you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I'll kind of stray away from hockey on this sense because I feel like this is such an important factor in life in general. And for anyone, um, you know, it doesn't matter the age. And I remember a point in my life I believe I was 17 and I had just moved away from home and, you know, I wasn't depressed by any means, but I wasn't happy. You know, I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And I got a quote book from Barnes and Nobles and it was that book. I feel like that I owe so much of my success to, and it really kind of talked about like what you said is, you know, bad luck doesn't exist and it's really how you view and how you think of it. And I remember reading a quote, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. And it said something along the lines of, you know, you have to think positive out of of every situation in your life and only positive things will come. And I remember the next day just waking up and it was, it was pouring rain. And, um, you know, I think I was running a little late to school and I was like, you know, this is all right. It, It could be worse. Like it could be snowing. I could not have a car. I could have to walk to school. I, you know, I could have, This, this, this thing going on. And that kind of positive mindset really helped, you know, shape me um, as a person and thinking of, you know, every single thing that I do, there's something positive about it. And there's something that, you know, that we're going through that's tough that someone else is going through worse. And, you know, for me, that just really helped me, um, especially when times weren't going well, because, you know, it's easy to go through life and be happy when things are going well, right? When you're making a bunch of money, when you have a lot of friends, when you have a, a trip coming up that you're really excited for. And, um, but I think this really just proves it's itself when you're going through the tough times and when things aren't going well and, and just sticking with that positive mindset of, you know, really cherishing all that we have and all that we're thankful for. And I know that I saw on, on the Varnaseva page, as well as a video that said that, that, um, you know, if you were to be offered a million dollars, you would take it. And the guy said, if I offered you $10 million, would you take it? And you say, yeah, you know, of course I would. And he said, what if I offer you $10 million, but you wouldn't be able to wake up tomorrow. And you, obviously you'd say, you know, no, I wouldn't want that money. And that just shows how valuable your life is every single day and you know, how thankful and how lucky you are to, to be just to be living, um, you know, nonetheless have all these great things.
0: Yeah. That, that quote is incredible. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, that just puts things in perspective to just, Wake up and be happy every day because, you know, if you're lucky to be alive. The chances of you being alive as a human are so slim to even start with, and you know, there's always things that could be worse. You could always have it worse than someone else, and just always finding a way to just look at the positive in life and, you know, build on that is just a blessing in itself. It's it's really just a blessing that we control our own destiny. You know, that's a gift. Your life is is yours to make um it's just it's crazy to think that you know with just some belief and some hard work and some positivity the things that you can create are incredible i guess uh just building on the positivity here are there any things that you know i feel like the world is full of of a lot of negative things from from a surface level or if you consider the news and you know all that stuff going on are there things that you focus on the increased positivity and things that you tend to stay away from to just, you know, avoid negativity and
1: avoid dampening your mood. I guess I would say the biggest thing, and this is kind of touching on what I talked about earlier in the habits is, you know, I tend not to listen to a lot of rap music and, you know, others may disagree from my viewpoint. I, I feel as if country music, um, you know, instills the the greatest kind of mindset and, you know, life approach that you can have. And, you know, that's, you know, treat people with respect, um, you know, valuing your family and friends and being a good person over everything. And I I don't really care what field you're in. If you're a great person, then I'm going to respect you. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're making no money at all, if, if you're someone famous, if you're making, you know, millions and millions of dollars. If you're a great person, then I'm going to have great respect for you. And, um, you know, I think that goes a long way in talking about, you know, really having a positive mindset too. And a positive approach is, you know, just staying away from a lot of the negativity. And one thing, I guess, another thing I do is, you know, I don't like watching a lot of the news because a lot of it is, is really negative based and you don't really see too much positive news that's going on. Um, not for major channels like CNN or Fox where a lot of it's sometimes sad things like, um, you know, someone dying, um, you know, even little things like the COVID cases and how many people are dying from COVID or, or things like that. They tend to, um, you know, focus on headlines that are going to make the money and, um, you know, make more people tune in rather than things that actually matter. Yeah,
0: totally. You know, the world is a crazy place right now. And You know, staying positive is key to to any type of success because if you're negative, you're probably not going to achieve it. And if you do, it's going to be drastically harder. And uh, I guess one last question here before we wrap up is if you were going to give advice to someone younger
1: than you, what would you tell them? I would say if I were... If I were to give myself advice when I was a younger kid, you know, say third, fourth grade, we're starting to realize what you do is, I would really say that to find what makes you happy, to pursue it a hundred percent, and not care about other kids' opinions. And you know, for me, that that really just came to life, and that was a lesson that I learned throughout a few years that I wish I kind of had heard earlier. Where You're going to get a lot of people that don't agree with what you're doing. You're going to get a lot of people that don't like what you're doing. And you're going to have a lot of people that doubt you. And none of that really matters because as long as you're fully bought in, as long as that's, that's, you know, your true happiness and what you truly like to do, then it doesn't really matter because the people closest to you, like your best friends and your family are always going to support you and always are going to be there for you. So, you know, that's what I would say. Um, You know, if I could talk to my younger self is, you know, just to pursue what makes you happy and do it hundred percent. And, um, you know, you don't have to please everyone in the world. I think that's so great. Cause just considering, you know, little kids grow up
0: and they always say like, when you're really young, you know, I want to be this, I want to be that. And then they grow up and somewhere along the way, they kind of lose focus on what they, what they really loved. And, you know, either it gets beat out of them by people telling them that's unrealistic or, you know, they just start to lose focus on it because maybe it's not viewed as something cool in life the people who have a dream and they fall at 100 like you were saying and go all in they're the ones who ultimately end up making because you can fail time and time again but if you love something and you're going after it eventually you're going to get there you know if you believe in yourself 100 you go all in there is no doubt in my mind that you or anyone else can achieve whatever they want in life so i think that's that's an incredible message to just spread along to, to anyone. And you know, it's, it's never too late. You know, there's so much time. Gary B always talks about how you can be 40 and you're still young because you still have 30, you still have a ton of time left in your life. So, you know, go after what you want full, full steam and, you know, take that message to heart. So I want to thank you for coming on tonight. You know, I got, I got a lot of value out of this talk
1: and I hope, other people do as well i'm sure they will yeah it was great i'll definitely definitely come back on um, in the future if you're willing to have me it was it was great being on here definitely appreciate it
0: this is ryan mcdermott thank you so much for listening and make sure to tune into the next varna save a podcast next thursday and remember turn your challenges into successes have a week. This morning, but I think I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Damn, my car still smells.